Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the uh, second episode of, um, I don't know what this is, the, the, the Men Like Us podcast, I guess. <laughs> Welcome to the second episode of the Men Like Us podcast. Today, um, me and the fellas, we're really going to be um, we're gonna be breaking down the terms DL and Chaser. Um, for, for a lot of you guys out there, this is a, um, just so you all know, this is a, a, a conversation that is meant to be educational. And it's it's really meant for a lot of the guys out there who are curious, who are looking for answers and don't know where to look. Um, a lot of the conversations that we have on this podcast um, are just not had in a public space and it's really hard for people to get answers. So we're just pr- pretty much providing that public service today. So get ready. We got some uh, dope fellas on the podcast today on the stream. So um, first up is my man Ray from Houston. What's, going What's up, on, Ray? Big Chris? Glad yeah. to be on the show today. Yeah, this is one of my brothers here, man. We we this, we kick it. It's my kicking kicking it partner right there. You know, he do his little uh, his little vape thing, and I just drink all the tequila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you murdered that bottle that night. I yeah, but yeah, man, thanks for coming on, dude. I know uh, you know you got some uh, some really interesting things to say, and, and I I have I can't wait to hear from you, dude. Um, by the way, you know, every for, just for everybody listening, watching, all the guys featuring all my conversations are all um, completely open and public with their attraction to trans women. None of the guys on, on any of my shows are DL. We are fully out and open and we, you know, love to fellowship and just have conversation. You know, it, it's so necessary for, for the guys. So absolutely. W- without much further ado, we bring my man Chris on. There he is. Hey, What's going on, Chris? Not not too much, man. Doing good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right, man. Thanks for coming back for yet another episode. Uh, Chris was on right, our pilot episode a couple weeks ago. Um, he is the founder and creator of the I Am Charlie app. It's a trans uh, dating app. Want to fill him in on any other little details real quick? Uh, we're on iOS and Android. Um, there you go. It's a place to meet real trans women. Um, I know a lot of people ask me personally, like, where can I find a trans woman to become friends with, possibly date? So we have them on there. Um, we're growing every day. And we just encourage you to download it and be respectful and have fun and joy. That's right, fellas. Be respectful. No dick pics. No sexual talk. Be fucking gentlemen. All right. Be fucking gentlemen, please. Like any other woman you would try to attract. Exactly. Yeah. The women deserve it. They deserve it. Actually, the standard is much higher. There you go. <laughs> all right. Uh, last but not least, not least at all, ladies, we know you love him. You can't wait to hear more from him. It's the homie Lex Newman. <laughs> He's looking like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know, thanks for having me on, brother. <laughs> yeah, no, I just like to mess with my mans, you know. Oh, got the yeah. whole, you know, look going oh, wow. on. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I guess so. You know, I mean, if you can see below the table, you'd be like, "Oh, okay, he got pajamas on." <laughs> oh, hey, if anybody, if y'all, if y'all out there, y'all don't know this man Lex. He's a realness. He got some real stuff to say, and he's a really cool brother. So I'm enjoying my time rapping with him and, and conversing with him, and you know, and just all of us. You know, it's crazy how like our friendships grow, and it grows. You know, we ain't talking about girls all the time. We talk about sports, video games, talk about whatever. You know. And our friendship just, it starts in one place with one commonality and it just 
really blossoms in a, you know, some great, great relationships and good connections. For and, sure. you know, I'm, I'm definitely proud of, you know, being connected to all you guys here. So just thank you for taking out the time to join. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Cause I mean, you know, everybody got stuff to do. Exactly. So, the place is ours, bro. All right. All right. So, uh, like I said, or as you saw at the bottom, we're talking about chasers DL. Those are the two terms that we're going to define for everybody today. So we're going first up. Let's see which one is first here. All right. First up is. Hold on now. Sorry, I got to scroll to the top of my thing. All right. So we're talking about DL. What is DL? It's possible a lot of people, not a lot. It's possible some people watching this have never heard of that term before. Never heard of DL. Well, it's it stems from the term down low. And that's a term that defines somebody who is living in secret, who is, um, at least for us, and we're just going to talk about our situation here, uh, it's, it's men who are living their trans attraction in secret. It's a guy who is dating and dating trans women in secret, um, you know, but also dating them while lying to everyone else around them. It's really, you know, that guy that is is just doing everything they can to to to. I guess retain their their sense of masculinity and whatever place they think they have in society, or like it's a, it's a whole lot of perceived stuff. But it's whatever they, they they feel like they have something to lose, and thus they will keep their relationship secret. Secret. So if you are watching this and you are a guy who is dating trans women and you're not telling anyone else in your life about it, you are DL, and that is not a good thing. So uh, you know, obviously, being DL is not a good thing, but you know, we'll get towards the end of this conversation. Well, it's a little bit. There are some small, very small gray areas here that we will that we will explore. But uh, well, let me take that down real quick. So, fellas, what y- y'all tell me? What what are some of the reasons? What are some of the reasons that you've heard from guys uh, uh, who are living DL? Like, why are they living DL? Now, I'm, I'm gonna throw it over to my man Lex first. Reasons why guys are living DL. Yeah. Um, do you want me to give a, a myriad, like a bunch of them, or you want me to just say one that I think that I hear a lot? <laughs> no, you can drop one. We'll just go around. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I would say the biggest reason is the one that you touched on, which is basically people have some perceived place in, in society. They think they have a, they're being looked at in a certain way, and they're afraid that if they were to talk about, dating trans people or even being attracted to or being connected to trans people in any kind of way that is going to make people question whether or not that they are gay, whether or not that they are a real man, whatever that is supposed to mean. So people will fear that their role in society or their place in society might either get questioned or taken away from them, you know? So that's a big fear and it's a legitimate fear to have, but you know, it's not really, it's not the case as much as a lot of people would think that it is. You know, mm-hmm. um, Ray, what you got, man? What's the reason why you think guys out here are, are, are living that DL lifestyle? Well, you know, I think just to piggyback off what Lex said, I think it, it comes down to uh, being uh, excised or ostracized from your social circles. Um, a lot of men. And I can attest to this um, 
personally that have probably came across the idea of even saying that a trans woman was attractive in, in the presence of a cisgender woman. And, we'll, and if you don't know what cisgender woman means, that is basically the scientific term for a woman who was born biologically with vagina and has carried out her life as such. So with that being said, if you're in the presence of a cisgender woman who usually it might be someone of a, of a major status, it could be a, a mother or auntie or grandmother, um, could be a friend, could be someone that you're trying to date. But in any case, it seems that whenever that comes out, it's like automatically your sexuality is in question, you mm -hmm. know, and, and a lot of men just aren't, I, I don't really know if I would say strong, but a lot of men just aren't ready to, to deal with that kind of thing. You know, we live in the, in a black community where, you know, we tend to, to want to, you know, assert our, our masculinity in a certain way and to be even accepting of anything in the LGBT community as an ally, whether or not you actually have an attraction to trans people um, is a big thing. So with the DL culture, it's like you will say in front of your fellas and in front of everybody, man, I'm not with that, you know, mm -hmm. but on the inside, you're like, I wonder what that's like. I want to talk to her. I want to get to know her. I, I, you might just say, damn, I want to know what she like in the bed. I mean, we fellas, we, we, we do think about sex. And I mean, you know, in the traditional sense of what sex and sexual encounters are, it's just not something that you, it's not really something that you think about until it probably comes across you like, you know, curiosity is usually the first step, but then mm -hmm. you have to figure out how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I could say more, but I'm going to pass it on to the next fella. All right, Chris, what you got, man? I think they yeah, I think um, the fellas touched on it is basically mm -hmm. fear, whether it's friends, family, but just the fear, like they said, being kicked out of your social group, your homies mm -hmm. feeling like they can't kick it with you like they used to or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just fear, guys. Like pretty much that's the reason to be like down low or to like keep something a secret is the fear of other people knowing. And not only that, like, how other people, how you think other people will then perceive you. Well, you know, um, you know, some of the other reasons I've heard guys, you know, I've heard guys talk about like, well, you know, I, I don't want to lose my job or I don't want to, you know, get, I, I don't want to get, it's, it's, they, they believe that they have some sort of social standing and, at work and that's going to make it impossible for them to do their job and make pretty much make them ostracized to the point where they have to leave the industry. Well, at least that's an excuse that I've heard. Um, I don't, I've never worked in an industry like that, but I've never worked with uh, in a place where I just cared enough what the fuck people thought about who I was with, you know, to, to, to be afraid to tell them. Not that I go around talking, talking on my business at work all the time anyways. But, you know, um, another thing that's I think is pretty unique to the black community is uh, and it's the big one. It's, it's religion. Oh, religion, yes. The church gospel church, you know, I'm born and raised in the church. I was in church three, four days a week. All the services, all Sunday. And, uh, you know, that was one of the big things, one of the big reasons why I didn't want to talk to some of my family members about it because I was afraid, you know, that they were so hyper-Christian that they wouldn't be able to understand and that they, 
you know, they would they would sit in judgment over me because that's one thing that white people in the church do pretty well. They judge people. <laughs> they judge the fuck out of people. So I, I, I was really afraid of just being seen as lesser than and judged. And and, and it was there was there was just a lot of fear in my mind related to that. Um, you know, but obviously, you know, I overcame that and I talked to my sisters and talked to my cousins and. And you know what's crazy? After talking to my cousins, one of my cousins turned out to be uh, uh, attracted to trans women too. And you know now we have that connection. And you know he he asked me questions and we talked back and forth. He's not exactly ready to stop living the DL lifestyle, and I, I would hope and pray that he he gets to that point someday. Um, but you know, I guess living in this fear, guys, and and, and the, the the problem. Okay, I'm sorry. Having this fear is a problem, but it's an even bigger problem when you use that fear. You let that fear uh, create problems for the women that that fear forces you to keep women in secret. It, it hurts their self-esteem. It hurts them. It's just not good for the community and, and it's just not good for the women. And it's not good for you guys. Just don't you don't want to do that. You really don't. Uh, you just turn into a shitty person and, 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 you know, trying to keep somebody away secret is just it's really, it's, it's very terrible. And I don't want to go to the point of just saying it's violence off the bat, but it is really bad. It makes you a shitty person. And as speaking as a black man, I've had actually had a, a little bit of experience with kind of being hidden away. I, I had a college girlfriend. She was white. And, uh, you know, she came to my grandmother's birthday party. And, like she was coming to all my family events. And then a big wedding and her family come up and I can't go. Cause if I did, it would be some smoke. And she was just like, "Nah, I don't even want to deal with all that. I'm, I'm just. It's just better if I don't bring you." And it was just really, it was, it was, it was disheartening. And, and you know, obviously, we we broke up like really a month and a half after that. Like relationship didn't last too much longer once I, I became the, the dirty secret. <laughs> so, um, but you know, it, it's 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 just really it's really tragic when you read a lot of the stories that women tell about how guys are keeping them at home and keeping them secret. And it's just, fellas, you don't want to be DL. It's not some good shit. So um, I wanted to move on to the uh, there there is a movement out there, and, and and I'm sure any of you guys who are on social media have seen it. There's a the boycott DL men movement, and. Um, you know, it's it's the community standing up and just saying, all DL men, fuck you, we're out. And um, I really want to know from you guys, do you think that's something that is, from what you know of the community, do you think that's something that's actually feasible? Yeah, well, um, if I speak on it, uh, I would say it's definitely feasible because mm -hmm. uh, just like in, in any female circle, um, as men, I always have felt like the women dictate what they're willing to tolerate from the men. So if you take a stand in solidarity with, with your sisters as a trans woman of color who says, you know what, I'm not dealing with this anymore. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it has to be a united front uh, amongst the women because, you know, there is a section of women that feel like well, I have to meet him at his at his place where he is, meaning not 
physical place, but mentally, mm-hmm. you know, I have to meet him where he is. So I don't want to pressure him because I might scare him away. And what I've learned from a lot of these trans women is when they do uh, latch on to a man that they, they are very comfortable with, you know, for, for one reason or another, you know, they are hard pressed to, to make a man step up and say, well, look, I mean, we've been together so-and-so. I mean, it seems like you like me. I really like you. So why don't we, you know, why don't we make this public? You know, mm-hmm. and, and that, that question puts a lot of men into an anxiety state. You know, it's like, it's like you want me to give up everything for you. That's what it feels like for mm. some men. And I don't, I mean, I personally haven't felt that. I have a, 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 I think I feel like I have a more unique story, but I think all men kind of have their own journey for how we got there. We all kind of had these discussions, but um, for most men, I think it, it really comes down to, or for the women, I think it comes down to them being able to definitively say, we're not taking this and to be accountable to each other. And I yield the floor. <laughs> no, it's all, hey, this is an open conversation, fellas. I mean, really, you know, it's it's just the uh, I guess the reason why I asked if it was feasible is just because, you know, I think there are so many women who are there are some women who are looking for uh, validity and they just want that. They want that man in their lives. They want that relationship and they end up settling for lesser quality guys. And, you know, and the, the big thing around this whole DL thing, which is, you know, them settling for guys or just being around lesser quality guys, you know, that leads to murder. A lot of times, not a lot of times, but in, in most of the cases, you know, those are guys that weren't ready. Those are guys that the girl, whether she knew it or not, you know, they weren't ready. And it was just it's it's there, there can be tragic in uh, results to the, the DL lifestyle. And, you know, we're here to, to help encourage guys to learn and, and, and give them a little bit more courage to come out, so to speak, and live publicly, live free so that they're not at a point where they, like Ray said, they, they, they're, they're worried about giving everything up or, you know, that, 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 that fear, that weight is on them. I'm sorry, Lex, you was going to say you was going to get in there. Oh, I'm sorry. You unmute. Oh, I don't yeah. know if he was trying to jump yeah, in, man. Yeah. I don't want to come stifle everybody. No, I was letting you, uh, <laughs> Tell a have a complete thought, you know, because you're right. Um, and uh, to answer your question, is it feasible? Um, I guess this is more of what I have read because the person who posted that originally was a white trans woman that boycott mm-hmm. DL men uh, movement, and then it got picked up by some larger people um, like India Moore mm-hmm. who posted that. If y'all don't know, that's Angel from Pose. Yeah, Angel from Pose was uh, (laughs) very, very popular, obviously, in the community. And um, they posted it on Instagram. And uh, in the comments, I was able to go and see the ways that people were kind of perceiving that statement. And a lot of people were saying that, you know, to be able to fully boycott DL men is almost like a thing of privilege. It's almost like a thing Mm. that very beautiful, passable, maybe even Eurocentric, so white trans women or other women who are not black or living in certain areas are able to do. And they were talking about how certain people, kind of like you said, Chris, where there's a validation there where people want to feel, you know, they're able to have 
someone if they feel their dating pool might be smaller than other people um they sometimes will settle and this is not a specific trans thing like cis women you know women who are not True. trans do this all the time if, <laughs> if they're in certain yeah. areas and they're with a guy i mean baby yeah. boy is a whole movie about that um and there's several love stories that are like that so mm. it's not specifically a trans thing but you know trans people also do feel sometimes that their dating pool might be smaller so they might have to deal with certain guys that other more privileged women who have access to hormones or whatever other fashion items or money or whatever might not have to deal with and also um as far as um some women having to do survival sex work and that's just a mm -hmm. an actual part of the community where some people for whatever reason have to work in sex work and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that you know that's not a bad thing it's not something that should be looked down on but the thing is they have to deal with men who a lot of times are dl which is why they are seeking out sex work in the in the wee hours of the night so i think it's feasible um but it's it's it would be difficult for everyone to do because of the fact that the trans community is not like a monolith but it's not like one True. kind of person there's so many different kinds of people in different positions so it 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 can be a difficult thing to do and you know that yeah. sex work thing is um kind of what i was uh i was kind of getting at that just a little bit just because it's like when when i when i saw it on social media i'm like okay boycott dl man well who are going to be the clients for all the sex workers like just realistically these guys are funding a lot of women's lifestyles. I well, mean, you know, I, I have to, I think I might have to go against the grain a little bit. Cause I know mm -hmm. we touched on it uh, in an earlier conversation, Chris, but I'm hard pressed to think that even if you did take away DL culture as a whole, there'll still be a place for sex work because mm -hmm. just like, you know, there are still cisgender women who do sex work yep. and men do it not because they are being DL it's just because they want some company and they're willing to pay to play, you know? Mm -hmm. So although I do agree that probably a bulk of the work that the girls get are from men who just either don't have the time or the, the, they don't know. This is the only way they know how to reach out to a trans a trans girl. They only know, okay, well, I know they do that. So that's where I'm gonna meet them at. But then, yeah, there are a good, I don't know what the, what the stats are, but I'm sure when it comes to their clientele, it it's probably a mix of men who are well-established and have a family at home. And then there's just, you know, single guys who, you know, have been attracted to girls and this is their only means of getting to meet the girls. So I don't know if if you took away DL culture, if it would necessarily put a huge dent in the work, because at the end of the day, they're still attractive women. Absolutely. In my eyes. Absolutely. I, I think, I mean, I as a man, I don't really want to speak too hard on like how, what women should say. I do kind of wish it would be more instead of boycott DL men, like educate DL men, because so many men come into this lifestyle through sex or like their sexual curiosities and if we can take them from okay like it's not wrong to come into this life 
through let's I'm gonna be honest through like porn or something like that. Mm-hmm. But we need to grow from okay a sexual object to a person. But if we just cut everyone off at their porn stage, we lose all the allies that could have grown. So I think that's something to think about. Absolutely, and and that you know that kind of leads me into um that kind of leads me well hold on now I'm gonna take this comment here. This is Naomi Hill just threw this in. <laughs> so it's just OnlyFans, the form of sex work too. All genders and sexualities have a page. And that is true. Uh, OnlyFans uh, is is fucking huge. And um, what one thing I, I got to make one remark before we move on. Uh, speaking of OnlyFans, I fucking absolutely fucking hate girls who are on dating apps to promote their OnlyFans. Yeah. Uh. The worst. And I'm just like, come on now. Like, we're here to find relationships or find somebody to talk to, date, whatever else. And you just don't here trying to make a buck. Like, what well, come on, man. I, I I just hate it. Let me let me say something <laughs> right quick on that. Cause that kind of recently I, I I noticed like when I would try to meet trans women on different dating platforms, it would be like a link to their Instagram or a link to their well, now OnlyFans, shoot, I, I haven't used the dating app. I'm going to probably have to hit up this I'm Charlie thing because I'm just finding out about it. Cause, <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'll definitely give it a good review if I if I see some if I see a, a lot of prospects. But I think, you know, it, it comes down to where um, and, and I told a, a trans woman this before. A lot of trans women who get into sex work start to become jaded and emotionally unavailable to where, you know, they don't really see men as more than, you know, a commodity to be, you know, profitized off of, you know, to basically say, well, he a good man and he give me this and that. So I don't care about what he do when we not together, you know, and I think that that's part of it too, you know? Mm. Well, you know, everybody's got a, and us included, man, like we all got to work on ourselves to be in a, a position to be ready to be loved, to be ready for a real relationship. You know, that's it's definitely, a, a, you know, it's a lot of mental work, just a lot of self-introspection and not everybody's there. And, you know, whether it's sex work that takes them there or it's, you know, bullshit, you know, got to live my best life kind of shit uh, that takes them there or mm-hmm. just, you know, takes maturity to get them there. Um, you yeah. know, I, I definitely think we all got to work on ourselves, man. And the, and the the unfortunate truth is usually, not always, but a lot of times it's literally like, what else am I going to do right now? It's kind of like a survival thing. So mm-hmm. it's not as much of a, a choice of, um, hey, I'm about to do this and get jaded. It's more like the world has been kind of shit to me. And, and as a result, I'm doing this, which has made me ultimately jaded, if that's the case. But yeah, I'm starting to feel <laughs> Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, we, we have a, I see we had a comment from one of our viewers that said she's kind of becoming jaded, but she's not in sex work. And, you know, I mean, worldly circumstances. <laughs> yeah, it's just basically that. Um, oh, dang, you got somebody out here? Is that is that your government name they're using? <laughs> oh, no, that's my Facebook name. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. For, for yeah. all my Facebook friends who know me as Jules, you know, but um, outside in the in the corporate world, I'm just so I'm just regular Ray. Jules is kind of like my um, my alter ego. So when I get into Jules mode, it's like I ain't trying to hear nothing else. Whatever you saying, 
I'm going to have a, a, a rebuttal for everything. That's kind of like my debate mode is Jules. So it's like Jules from Pulp Fiction. Right. There you go. You got it, bro. You, you, fi you figured it out. See, everybody else don't get oh, that man. reference. You get the reference. What do you say? I don't remember asking. <laughs> you know, that's that's my mentality, you know. Well, you know, but, this whole uh, um, sex work thing is a, is a really kind of good segue into, you know, uh, the term chasers. And uh, uh, one of the reason why they kind of tie together for me is, you know, um, a lot of guys who are and if fellas watching this, you know, you're new to trans attraction, trans amory, all that stuff. Uh, you know, you will learn that a lot of women will call you a chaser right off the bat. Like you're you're, you're instantly by some women, you are instantly dismissed as just some sexual freak, some some porn hound, you know, somebody who's not really about a serious relationship. You're only here for the sex, sex, and more sex. Um, that is a label we get a lot. And uh, just know that that is something that you have to deal with. And uh, let it roll off your back because a lot of times when girls are flinging those terms around, it's more about what's going on with her than you. You can be the perfect gentleman at all times. You could be that guy who's not out here doing anything crazy like that, and you still get to catch that term. It's You're going to catch that term no matter what you do. So really don't 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 be upset that you're you're being called a chaser. Um, it is a term that a lot of women will use to devalue guys in terms of uh, our quality as men, our integrity. Um, but it is sometimes a very fitting term. You know, if you are all about, you know, uh, if, if, if all your conversations, if you start off conversations with trans women, you know, sexually, you're a chaser. If all you can talk about is their bodies and sex and you're sending them dick pics uh, like a, a bad, a bad person on some dating app, you know, like a lot of people out there do, uh, you're, you're a chaser. And that's just not good. Um, you really want to do everything you can to avoid to avoid catching that term. And, fellas, I really want you all to gin up some ideas for people here. So I'm going to actually throw it down to Chris. And Chris, just just name, just just tell us something that you think guys can do to avoid catching the label of chaser. I think it's something you hit on, like when you're interacting with a trans woman or slight plug, when you go to the I'm Charlie app and meet one, right? Like within the first five minutes, like you said, it shouldn't be a dick pic or like, what's your favorite position? Just having conversations with trans women outside of sex, like. How was your day? What are some things that like learning their struggles um, and things that they deal with on their day to day life as being a trans individual, being an ally that that's something that can eliminate it because it shows them you care about them as a person and not mm -hmm. just for what's between their legs. And when you care about someone's mind, their heart, instead of just like sex, like that's how you eliminate the label that you're just a chaser, in my opinion. Amen to that. That's some good stuff, right? Good Fellas, answer. you're watching. That's some good, good advice. I just got uh, the real right there. Well, I kind of want to say this. Um, don't fall for the thirst traps. <laughs> um, it's very easy. It's so mm -hmm. easy. Um, I think what it, what happens is a lot of trans women, and I say this in an endearing way because, I mean, I love women, period, you know, but a lot of women, especially trans women, tend to to post up uh, sexual provocative profiles whenever they are in social media and dating. But 
you know, I, I just want to caution you, man. You know, just because she has on, you know, two pieces of clothing when you see her, don't automatically go in her inbox saying like, so what's up with it? You know, like, just don't do that. You know, like, I don't care if a girl has on a, a two piece bikini or she's dressed all the way down, like in Muslim garb, you know, like a burqa, you know, <laughs> no matter what the girl is wearing or how you perceive her to be loose or ready to fuck or whatever it is that you think you got to approach every woman consistently. And when I say consistently, you got to approach every woman that you are interested in. If you're seriously interested in now, I will say this admittedly, I will answer some thirst traps occasionally, <laughs> but after having done that, I already know that I'm probably not going to make any meaningful contact, but I usually do that with people I already know. But if it's somebody that I'm actually trying to get to know, I will, study her and be like okay well yeah she looks cute and she looks good in that in that outfit she wearing but what are her ambitions what is she what is her vision for what she wants her life to be does she does she get involved in politics is is you know these are things that you have to look at you got to look at mm -hmm. the character of a girl that you're dating and if a girl sees that you're actually trying to get to pick her brain and know who she is that'll usually take you out of the chaser um, category, you know, by some of the definitions my other brothers had brought up. But, you know, in some girls' mind, if you just openly, you know, just want to date a trans woman, you don't care about the genitalia and all that, they'll label you a chaser right then and there. But I think that's more of a self-hatred thing when you do it in that in that fashion. Mm -hmm. But uh, as far as avoiding it, there are things you can do as an individual. And uh, that's one of them. Lex, did you want to chime in? Uh, yeah, the things that y'all said are very, very true. 100%. Um, I don't even know if I have more to add to how to be a decent person. It's really just a matter of that. Be a, be a decent person. Be a decent person and don't, don't be a dick. Crap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, just don't be a dick. But the reality is, no matter what you do, um, I think it's impossible to not get called a chaser when you are initially talking to people because people are so used to people hitting them up who are chasers. So I think that a lot of times people will just call you a chaser to see what you're going to do or see how you react. Um, and I think that as a man who wants to be in a situation where you might potentially be um, growing a situation or growing a relationship with a trans person, I think it's incredibly necessary to be able to have a skin that is thick enough to not give a shit that somebody is calling you a little name, especially if you know that's not who you are. So I think the mm -hmm. best way to, to, to not be called a chaser is to not give a shit if you're called a chaser and to prove that you are not one. Because if you eventually start to do some chaser stuff, then she's right. And yeah. if you are a good guy and you are you know different and you like her as an individual and whatever, and you prove that you're not, then she, you know, really can't do anything as far as like trying to make you out to be somebody bad. And she will realize that because you will stick out from the other people. But I think that initially when you're especially making first contact with people, it's impossible to not be called a chaser because you're in her inbox, which is where chasers come. So it's mm -hmm. like you're coming through the chaser door. <laughs> let me hit you. It's almost like you're coming into a, an establishment. You're coming in the door and they hit you with the metal detector. Now, if most people mm. have metal on them, 
It's like, okay, this is why we have a metal detector. But if she goes to check you out and you you check out, then you advance forward. So words are words, sticks and stones, you know, it's really about being a person of character and, and moving in a way that shows her that you are there for her and not for just what some other guys might be there for. There you go. Right. I actually, I, I wanted to say something real quick, Lex, on that. You thought it's like the difference between whether you have a belt buckle and some loose change versus if you carrying a, a Desert Eagle in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, okay, that's yeah. clearly a shank in your boot, sir. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't come in with that. <laughs> well, you know what's uh, interesting about the uh, the term chaser, and I think the thing with how often I hear it is – and, and not that I it's used towards me a lot, but it, where where I see it used the most. As soon as I leave black circles and I have some other groups that are mostly white, trans women and, and trans men and allies and all that stuff, the term chaser is used a lot more from, from the white side of things. Like they use it a lot more. And I, I, I guess I've just experienced a lot more, I don't know, confusion frustration with the very concept of being trans amorous from a lot of the the white side people on the white side they they think you know if you well if you're only interested in just trans people then there's something wrong with you and you're you're being a chaser and you're 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 being fetishy that sounds you know and it's it's funny because um with my other podcast that I do um you know we I get a lot of we we get a lot of response from the white side and, and uh, you know, I, I've seen people on Twitter and be like, oh, trans Amory, like that whole that term makes me just cringe as a as a whole. And like it's 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 very interesting the the different, I guess, how how each community views trans amorous men, because I I haven't seen that much hate at just the very concept of trans Amory from uh, black trans women. But when I go into white areas and I see a lot of white trans women in there, it's it's really interesting to see how how the communities react differently just to the very concept of us and guys out there that's just my experience by all means comment and let us know if you've seen something different but it's 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 really i just really wanted to bring that up because it was just like it, it is completely it literally black and white <laughs> i, I want to say that's the first time i've ever heard that i mean unfortunately you know in my circles, which is mostly black and brown people, um, I really haven't heard much from the white side in, in terms of what that word means. But I mean, I can say from the black side, it, it, it kind of is a term that is synonymous with, oh, um, these men only want us because we got that special thing and they'll never be happy with a cisgender woman. So you know, they come to us and, and it's, it's weird. I think really, honestly, it, it just comes from a form of self-hatred, in my opinion. And, and that's just my humble opinion. Anytime, you know, a woman just loosely throws that term out to call you a chase. Now, of course, we've mentioned a few things that can, you know, a few actions and a few character traits that can put you in that category. But if you're just loosely throwing that out at any man who's open about being with you or um maybe his only maybe in the last 
what, five, 10 years, he's only dated trans women. So that makes him a chaser. You're, you're putting him in that category because you feel like, I guess, any decent man wouldn't relegate themselves to, to only trans women. And that's coming from trans women um, that I've talked to. But, you know, I definitely don't agree and I don't subscribe to that thought, but that's just my opinion on it. Mm. Well, you know, um, something else, you know, I guess in this realm of chasers and all that stuff, guys, and this is a show that's educating for the young guys out there, the new guys in the game. Um, you know, fellas, just know if you're coming into this life of, you know, being trans amorous and dating trans women, understand that you will have to bear the stigma of the worst of us. All the shitty things that guys do out there is going to get put on you. And and just know that all you can do is just be a, a, a good person each each and every day. Kind of like we talked about with before, with just working your way out of it. You're never going to work your way out of it. All you can do is just be a good person. And, you know, no matter what the women say to you, no matter how they act to you, just be a gentleman. Don't don't because the last thing you want is, is is for you to be going back and forth with a lot of ladies. And I've seen some guys out there who are stupid enough to do that on social media and go back and forth and argue with girls over all sorts of craziness. And, and then honestly, they just come off as like bitter, angry dudes. And it's just like, dude, you're not helping yourself here. Just stop. But you know, I, I think that's just sound advice to just be a gentleman, no matter what. All right. And, uh, and, and, Oh, did anybody? I had something else to say, but I want to give the other fellas a chance. No, I want to get something. let's let's address this comment real quick. And we got some more comments coming in here. Fellas. I saw a comment that. Um, so let's see here. Uh, a lot of black trans women want a DL man for for some reason instead of someone who is living in their truth. You want to know what? Well, David, that's my good uh, friend, <laughs> Naomi Hill, by the way. Uh, shout out to that Naomi. Comment. I appreciate shout you, out Miss Naomi. Yeah, appreciate you on this one. She's speaking the like, truth. Yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> that's true. So let why y'all think that is? I think that's a very interesting uh, insight because I'm not a hundred. I don't know if I can 100 percent confidently say that black trans women would prefer a guy who's not living his truth if there were a bunch of guys visibly living their truth and and just mm -hmm. doing it like that. I think that most people probably would obviously be like yeah i want somebody who's not still having shame possibly or having fear or you know might kill me um but i feel like because there's so many guys who are dl um it's almost as if and this is what this is the way i see it it's like because you are dl it means that you view your masculinity in a way that is traditional and you don't want to lose that and that is so important to you so you must be this actual, real, traditional man. And um, in the black community, it's called it's DL and it's chaser, but it's more trade is a word that is used very often. Ah, trade. Mm -hmm. Tell them what it um, is. Now we got to inform the people out here, the fellas. I didn't yeah, know what trade was <laughs> when I first got in. This, and I was like, trade, what the fuck are you calling me? And, and you know what's funny? When I was living as a teenager in New Orleans, I used to hear a lot of cisgender women refer to men as trade. So I don't even think it, it started in the trans community. I'm I'm at least and I'm thinking back, what, 2003, 2004. I heard oh, yeah. I mean, girls in high school saying I got a piece of trade 
or whatever. And I'm like, this was teenage girls, you know, and then not until later that I that it became more of a, a trans LGBT type of um, terminology. Right. But basically, um, with respect to the DL culture, you know, I think what Naomi is saying, a lot of women want DL men. This is what I really think they want. I think a lot of women want a man that's going to make they want a man that's going to make them feel normal in some way. So it's it's a weird kind of thing. From what I understand, it's like a lot of women almost want a man who likes them, but hates the fact that he likes them. But at the same time, because they're special to him, he the, he will make that exception for them. And I may be wrong because I got a lot of ladies watching me. So, <laughs> hey, if I'm t if I say anything that's not right, y'all put me in my place, please, because I don't want to speak on nothing I don't know on. But what I do believe is that a lot of women feel that they want a man that's not going to put them on a pedestal in one way or another. It's like. I feel like as trans amorous men, sometimes mm. a lot of the girls feel like we put them on a pedestal. Yeah, it can, and... seem, it can seem like a fetish. It can seem that way. And it's, yeah. it's unfortunate yeah. that we have to bear that brunt, but it can seem like that in the same way that us as black men, if I meet a white woman who says, I love black guys, she could be the most genuine and the, the realest, like not a piece of crap kind of girl, but just because she's saying, I love black guys, now I have an image of her. That makes me mm -hmm. feel like, do you like me or do you like that I'm black? And um, I feel like, you know, trans people probably have the same kind of feeling where it's like, okay, Get do out. you like me or do you, <laughs> do, you like, like, do you like me or do you like the fact that I'm trans? So I, I think a lot of times, mm -hmm. Trey, to explain that term, the most simple thing is basically like um, a guy who is not perceivably somebody who would be sleeping with people who are trans or even sometimes sleeping with gay men. Um, so in the daylight, he's basically a, a guy that is like all the other guys, but you know, at night he is willing to sleep with people in the LGBT community. So I feel like a lot of those guys can be very masculine in the sense of that, like you said, Ray, um, they will, feel like this guy is choosing me because I am so whatever that I am, whether it be pretty or whether it be good at sex or whether it be whatever it is. Um, it's like, you're choosing me instead of you just like it, anybody with a wig on, you know, because you just like trans or whatever that means. So it, it can feel yeah. like I'm, I'm special masculine dude chooses me. And then he's laying with me. And it's like it's like the same excitement on the other side that DL guys get from being with trans women, where it's like, yo, this is like not supposed to happen, but it is happening. And it's like this mutual dark excitement that, that I feel like is very unhealthy. Dark excitement. I like that term. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to use that. That that keep that in your uh <laughs> In your mental Rolodex, dark excitement, because uh, <laughs> I'm here for it. As far as like explaining it, mm -hmm. oh, we all right. Well, oh no, she married. Okay, never wanted to be in a relationship with a DL man. That's why it's important to lay out your standards of expectations from the beginning. True. <laughs> True. She says, "My husband and I were open at the beginning, and uh, you know that's that mean, fellas. 
I don't know. I, I just, I, I just, uh, I've, I've, life has been a lot less stressful for me. Just telling the truth and just being real instead of trying to keep up walls and hide and, and stress out and worry about who's looking and who's thinking about whatever else. Like life is, is really just easier that way. Like it is so much easier. So, um, and you know, here's, here's another point that I just wanted to drive home before we get out of here. Cause We've been here for a minute, and I appreciate y'all taking out the time. But, you know, fellas, fellas, if you do everything we say to do and you are a good guy day in and day out, guess what? The women still don't owe you shit. They that don't. Part. You know, it, it's, it, there, there are guys out there that, are, that get upset. Well, the, these women need to get together. They need to do this, this, and that, and be they're upset and bitter because things aren't working out for them, even though they're trying to follow the rules and be a good guy. And it's just like, but they don't owe you that shit. Like, nobody owes you at all, okay? All you can do is just be the best you you can be, be a good person, and just see what happens. But you can't be walking around here like, well, I'm doing it right, and these girls need to give me something. Like, ain't nobody giving me nothing. This is some bullshit. Like, no. Yeah, you must not be doing it right, there. There you I'm go. You. There you go. Well, I, I just <laughs> want to say this. It's like you put you hit the nail on the head with that because I could say personally, I went through those moments. You know, it's like I'm doing everything right. I think I'm doing everything right. I'm presenting myself in a way that I would think any woman would, you know, respect me. But, you know, I still get picked over, you know, and it's the sad truth of it. And one of the things I think a lot of men that, bring them DL is that, you know, what's worse than having a, an attractive trans woman that you like that you want to be with is being rejected by a trans woman and then coming out openly. And then, oh, now you have to you have to walk around with that shame that you got rejected by a trans woman. And I don't think a lot of men can take that. So I guess as we're wrapping this up, if I don't say anything else in this podcast, I want to at least say. For the fellas out there, you know, just like the girls are going through a transition, you have to go through a transition mentally because you're not going to be all there when you first start. When you first start out, because I had to figure some things out in the beginning, you know, I had to, you know, thicken my skin. I had to take into account, you know, like I may lose friends over this, but if I do, they wasn't my friends in the first place. So you have to re-examine your life if you if you find yourself in this wonderful world we are in um then you have to just take all the factors in and just think like you know either you are ready to to do this or you're not and it took me probably about five or six years before you know i just openly said that i was dating trans women and it wasn't that i was actively you know hiding it it was just that you know, in the public platforms that I that I would often, you know, use, I didn't really say much about it or, or you know, it was just something I did in my in my private life. But it wasn't anything I went out of my way to say, you better not tell nobody, or, you know, anything like that. You know, like those guys that kill the girls and probably have intention to kill the girls. They have this mentality like your boy from color purple you better not never tell nobody but god you know you know it's like they're just so protective of that masculinity it's it's toxic you know but uh Amen. that's that's all i'll say for now <laughs> yeah no it's 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 really it's there there is so much anger and hate out there 
and it's just like, where do you, where does it come from? I don't know where it. I can't, I can't tell. Like ladies watching this, I can't tell you where it comes from. I mean, because that 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 hate that leads a lot of men to to murder a trans woman, that shit comes just from a deep dark place in their gut, and it's just like, what the fuck? I, I, I there is no logical explanation. But uh, yeah, you know, I, just, I just I think, it, I think uh, a lot of it comes from the fact that they are so attracted. And this is why it's very important for guys to deal with that shadow of being DL and the shame of it, because mm-hmm. they're so attracted to a person whom, if they were seen being attracted to, would change their life and have them be looked at in a certain way. But yet and still, because they're so attracted to them, they can't stay away from this energy. But mm. every time that they commit that act and they get that dark excitement, they feel like further down the road of being somebody that might be open to ridicule that might be that might if they homeboys found out about it they might be on the receiving end of that violence so they're going in this circle where they have this shame and then they're with this person that they are attracted to and then they feel more ashamed afterwards and it's like because they don't deal with that shame or they don't deal with that like their own mental blockage it just gets to a point where it's just so dark and then something happens where they might feel like they're going to get found out and they just lose it so it's it's not healthy for anybody to be in a state where they're they're basically lying to themselves you know like it feels just great to talk about it with anybody like if that's one thing that i could say is is to find one person that you can talk about like it it might not even be somebody that you're super close with but you can Mm -hmm. talk to to anybody it could be on the internet a lot of guys reach out i know guys reach out to chris a lot of guys reach out to me i'm sure guys reach out to the both of you as well like i talk to guys all the time who feel like they've never been able to talk to somebody and just to be able to talk about it to anybody is like really like the first breath of fresh air that you like ever took so it's a really important thing to just find some outlet because it can get dark if you don't do so Hey man, and I want to shout out to my man's uh Eric. I don't know if he's watching this or not, but you know, that's my that was my very first friend in this, and that was my breath of fresh air. And with that, with that first friend, that first connection, it really it, it really gave me a lot more confidence to start step to continue to step forward, to continue to you know, open my life up to to dating trans women and just living in it and accepting it and growing mentally. Um, it, it was really a huge part of it. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Chris, it looked like he was about to break in there, man. I just had to get that out. Just shout out to my man. Oh, I was talking to somebody on camera, but oh. <laughs> if I can make a closing statement, like not to go full FDR, but the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And that's really true. Like, we can create our own realities, people. If someone doesn't fuck with you because you like trans women, they didn't really fuck with you. Like, create your own reality, and in that reality, have people that support what you do. Like, we don't have to be trying to please people that we have to be fake for. And if we keep that, be strong inside, and, like, don't be fearful, it will cure, mm-hmm. like, a lot of shit that's going on. Man. All right. Well, um, I guess we're just going to wrap this on up. So we got my, you know, thank thank my man Ray for coming through. Lex, uh, have me. Tell them where they can find you, man. Oh me. 
Oh there yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, Lex Newman, uh, the same spelling that you see on the screen, L-E-X-N-U-M-A-N, or on YouTube, um, if you search uh, Newman Talks or The Newman Show, I have a, a pretty introductory series that talks to guys about, you know, different things that they might be feeling and from my own account of, of where I'm at. So yeah, that's YouTube, The Newman Show. And everything else, Lex Newman. There you go. And Chris, last but not least, man, thank you for coming through again. Tell me a little bit more about your app, man. Just just refresh everybody. Uh, Again, it's called I'm Charlie. We're in iOS or in the App Store and in Google Play. We're adding new users every day. And we're just trying to create a space that's respectful to the women, black business and technology. And we're just trying to just change. We're trying to change the world and make a better place, people. So, all righty. With that, everybody, thank you for joining us for another episode of, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the Men Like Us podcast. I forget my own show name. Damn. Uh, we, we'll, we'll be back at this again. Um, I'm going to try and get a crew together again next week or possibly the week after. But we'll, we'll have another conversation going on here. And um, please do your best to share the hell out of this. Tell everybody about it. Uh, we need some more love. So appreciate y'all. I'll take myself.